Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And today we're going to go over some of the the news and goings on in the combat sports world as we are apt to do. A lot of PJ wrestling, a lot of touch butt in the park going on, and we're here to talk about it. Uh, before we do, we, as always, we'd love to shout out longtime sponsors of the show, your friends and ours, No Judges Needed, BJJ Apparel, your one-stop shop for all of your combat sports and grappling needs. They got, we. what do you think we got on right now? We're, we're decked head to toe in finesse. The drip is real for the, the people listening to the show. We are decked head to toe in No Judges Needed gear because why the hell would you wear anything else, truthfully? Anything else? I that. defy you. Yeah. So pop it off, man. <laughs> No Judges Needed has you covered with regards to training gear like fight shorts, rash guards, um, long sleeve, short sleeve, geese, as always, modeled by the incomparable Mr. Kevin Gallagher, Mm -hmm. looking sexy as hell. But if you're not looking for any training gear at the moment, they have you covered with a wide range of casual wear, hoodies. It's getting cold out, people. You know, got to bundle up a little bit, especially us here up up north. Um, Short sleeve, long sleeve shirts. And they are so nice, and they want to give you as much savings as possible, so they've set you up with a promo code through us. Type in the code JJT at checkout and knock 20% off any and all purchases from now till the end of time. You cannot get savings like this anywhere else, at least in uh, in jiu-jitsu land, and you wouldn't want to. And when you buy from these guys, you're feeding back into the community because the brand does a lot. They sponsor a ton of up-and-coming fighters, like raw talent. They're there helping people make a living out of this sport. They're helping us make a living out of this sport. And we want to thank them. So go on, walk, don't run to... Yeah, no, we're, we're going to talk about that. Walk, don't run to nojudgesneeded.com. Flood your your shopping cart with all of their awesome gear and let us know how you like it. But that being said, it is time to move on to the news of the day. Mr. Kevin Gallagher, before I do that, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I was just noticing you got your little beanie hat on it. You know, it dipped down a little bit. I was in Orlando Sunday and Monday, which is about an hour North in inland. And it got down to the sixties yesterday which is that's like whoa hey now <laughs> what's what's this floor in florida talk that means whoa 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 this isn't this isn't right <laughs> i was well okay that's that's really cute because i was just in buffalo visiting my oh, fiance oh. and it was i had to like knock a ton of ice off my car uh, already it was like it was like just ice it's not snow is there snow on the ground yet it was snow it, yeah yeah there was snow it's like it's not sticking but every morning there's like a fresh fresh coat it's like it's getting there which yeah that's that's fucking uh that's real right there that's 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 big time you and you get that's it? that's about the buffalo is i mean that's that's cold you live in buffalo i mean it's buffalo. right next to niagara falls you you yeah. it's just bitter the whole time home and, of uh, the uh home of uh, of my good friend billy quarantello ufc fighter uh billy billy q yeah, I just saw him this morning, a little shithead. He's got a big. Oh yeah, how's he up. doing? He's good, Mason. Real well. You ever think about how much time we've just lost? Like how time has 
kind of been broken because of quarantine because it just uh, feels like winter came out of nowhere like we didn't get anything like we didn't get to enjoy summer, summer. <laughs> this summer i i was just thinking about that the other day about how it just seems like this summer didn't happen like this summer just i just remember that it was cold like three months ago four months ago like i was just putting on my my little zipper my little hoodie in, in March and then COVID hit and we were stuck in the house for freaking four months and now it's winter and it's like, what in the hell's going on? So it's autumn, I guess. And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. And I, I, it's, it genuinely feels like we've entered a wormhole and we just got popped yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like the worst summer ever. Like his summer was horrible. Like what? I mean, you normally summertime, Oh shit. What's going on? You kind of like fuck off and do nothing and lose three, four months. But at least you had fun. You know, at least you enjoyed yourself. Like you have no one to blame. And I was like, "What in the hell yeah. did I do?" You have no one to blame but yourself for like how you like suddenly <laughs> right. woke exactly. up and sprang, exactly. like, "Wait, what the hell happened?" Yeah, exactly. I did. It was I wasn't killing time doing fun things at the beach or going on boat trips. I literally just sat on my couch and did absolutely nothing for for <sighs> four months, three months. All right. Well, unfortunately, we got to. I think it's time to start off with some yes. news that I think is is not going to make anybody happy and that is that this year's adccs have been effectively delayed until 2022 which is a big bummer we had mo on it sounded like there was a lot of things to get excited about this year a lot more showmanship some really great matchups um but yeah no he made the the or the organization made the call to to push everything to really get uh, there was a, a safety concerns. There was a lot of concerns with travel. Uh, what, what do you think about this? You know, per our conversation with um, with Mo before, um, it seemed pretty pretty right on cue. It seemed like this was about to happen. Um, he had hinted towards the idea. Well, if we aren't ready for, I think it was September next year. I think was supposed to be yeah. was supposed to be the go time. He said, if we're not ready there, and we don't have the 100% optimal conditions to be able to do the event that we want to have. We're just going to pull the plug. And based upon the projections of what the winner is going to be like um, and whatever, even without that projection, just the fact that guys just aren't able to train at the highest level they'd like to train at internationally and at home to be able to put out the best product for the trials, which is the qualifier for, uh, the big event, the world championships, and probably the fact that they were some uncertainty with Vegas and whatever auditorium they were planning on having this at, that Mo just decided to pull out and 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 give it till 2022. You know, it seems like it was part of the timeline. It didn't seem like this. when I saw this, I wasn't like, oh my god. I was kind of like, oh yeah. Me and even me and Dan Martinez talked about it when I had him on the podcast. Uh, couple weeks ago we talked about the inevitability of probably the 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 adcc championships being pushed back and it just seemed like yeah okay that's probably what's gonna happen just sucks man like it's a that's a long time man that's a long time especially for me like i'm you know whatever no big deal like i'm fucking like who knows by by 2022 (laughs) i might be i might be like my my realistic goal of trying to be able to be some kind of competitive in the trials like it's every year that shit goes by man i'll be 40 fucking five by then i don't know if i'll have it in me anymore 
But I mean, like, the, are you are you planning on doing uh, I, this December IBJJF Masters? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I did actually. I, I, I after you sent me that link, a couple of my guys at the gym like called me out, called me a punk. <laughs> so I'll probably do. That. I have a tattoo appointment right in the middle of that training schedule. But who gives a shit? I'll do it. It's right down the street from my house. But I'm not gonna lie to you, Kev. I, me and me and a couple of the guys at the gym, one of my friends, Pete Malinelli. Shout out to Pete if he watches this. My friend Pete Malinelli, uh, we're talking about the odds of us actually being able to do the worlds in the next couple of months. And he's like, it's probably close to a coin flip. I'm just the way cases are shooting up. Uh, people are trying to say it's about the election. It's all this other shit like that. I, I perceive uh, some pretty strong shutdowns, no matter who the president is, over the next few months. And I just have a, I'm, I have a bad feeling in my head that, that uh, the pit of my stomach that our world and our ability to have these tournaments is just going to kind of going to have to, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. I think what Mo is doing is the responsible thing, and I think the rest of the world should probably jump on that eventually. Just put jujitsu off for a little bit longer. If we all band together and give it another two three months, like it'll just go away. I, I believe it. We'll, we'll have it contained a little bit more, but we never really put that into it. But anyway, do you who think? Knows? Do you think the ADCC one of the big two massive tournaments? in our sport you know i think you know we've talked about this before it's ibjjf adcc do you think their decision to push back uh until such a time as conditions are a little bit better do you think that's going to affect smaller shows do you think we're going to see you know grappling industry polaris well, uh quintets you know any of the or submission underground do you think we're going to see any kind of reaction from those venues no i don't i don't think it's the same format i don't think it's the same template because you can still have a fight to win or you can still have a third course grapple and a subversive without an audience or a limited audience and still have a decent event like the whole point of having this grand event is to be able to have a packed auditorium to be able to have any and all competitors that are willing to compete come in to be able to put on their best show and those things could possibly not be available by the time frame that mo thought this event should be done so he probably had some kind of a deadline with the venue whatever he came whatever deadlines he got to a point where he drew a line in the sand and said if we get past this point we're just going to have to push it back because i don't want to take chances of not putting on the best show possible for this next adcc because that's his goal that's his dream um you know he decided to do that i think that we could still have fight to wins as long as we do it on a limited limited basis i think the competitors that are available for fight to wins are still relatively the same competitors, the same name people out there uh, that can continue to, to train individually. So you're not talking about new guys that are trying to fight to win in an ADCC trials format that have to figure out ways to train, have to figure out ways to get from point A to point B or find a venue and all these other things. You follow what I'm talking about? So like, it's more yeah. contained with the smaller events and they could do it without an audience. And I think seeing like w different areas of the world have their shows. We've got shows that have, you know, happened in Brazil. We've got Polaris happening in Europe. We've got a ton of events happening stateside. And I think this just goes to show how lucky, I, I mean, I don't know how good it is for the sport, but how lucky we are as Americans that so much of the top talent in jujitsu live here in america you know we get to have these regional shows without international travel from a lot of places and that's it's really convenient i just feel bad for everybody else 
Yeah. You, you know, and you know, dude, Kev, I'm, this is where I'm at. Hey, man, fucking COVID. I keep saying this shit. I keep saying this shit. I think this winter will be the final testing ground. Like if we get, because this is the first time we're going to go through a full blown winter, like cold, flu circulating around, all these other extra factors that help to push the severity of what we can, what COVID-19 is, the, the contagion rates, because people are going to be forced to be inside now in close quarters. All those things, all those factors that should spell the perfect storm. If we get through the end of January, middle of February, and there's not bodies stacked up in the streets, I keep saying it. I really believe it this time. If that's the case, you know what? <laughs> that's it. Well, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately concerned about the winter, and I think I think that we all should be. I mean, it's it's over two hundred thousand deaths at this point. Wow, you it's, know, almost, it's, it's almost three hundred thousand now. It's almost three hundred thousand. So I I don't I think that we're we're we've gotten to a sort of equilibrium at least in the in mentally and in the culture. I remember those the the earlier in quarantine, it felt like a bomb had gone off, right? And we were nobody just knew like, what to expect. We were, no one knew what was going on. The streets were empty. Now they're back in not as great of quantity, but it's starting to get there. But, you know, I was able to just completely drive over the GW bridge with no traffic. Never happened to me before in my life. Yeah, that's, you know, I, I got to navigate through New York. That's like, like was, post-apocalyptic kind of creepy when you see shit like that. It's what in the hell is going on here? Right. It, it, like you get videos of people walking down Madison Square Garden. It's completely abandoned. Yeah, that's Just, scary. It's, it is. It's not that anymore. And I'm happy about that. Right. But, you know, we got all these reports of second waves and, and new spikes that are coming down the pipeline. A bunch of businesses are getting ready to have to close down again. Yeah. And so I, I do think I, I would like to echo what you said and applaud Mo and the rest of the organization for making this call because it, it seems like it's in everybody's best interest for now. Yeah, I'm only I'll, I'll go ahead, Kev. I'm sorry, but I'll second your your notion on applauding Mo for being a leader in the idea of saying, Hey, look guys, you know, we, we need to pull back. I think, I think it's less about him trying to be that leader and more about the reality of him just wanting to put on a big show, but it's nice that he's taking a stand and just trying to say like, we're doing this thing and, 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 and pushing it through when, you know, the reality of it is, Hey, you know, obviously he's always got the, also got the money to do that, but you know, it's, it's nice that he can see that hopefully some other guys can get literally man, like, What's a year? A year is nothing. It really isn't. You miss out in a year, your life sucks. But whatever, man. You give it a year and everything goes away. And you know what? The next year is fine. This has been a year. This is a year. Every hundred years, we have a pandemic. And we have to shut down. It's just life. That's the way it goes. It's the cycle of life. You know, in another six, three, four months, we'll be back on it again. Just give it another three months. Yeah. I, I think that hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. But uh, I, I my my biggest worry in there is is mainly centered towards like the small businesses like the guy we already had like a first round of cull and this isn't promotion wise more gyms but promotions yeah. too we're definitely going to see some promotions that under a second wave are going to have to either drastically downsize or change entirely or just go away and I think that uh, we lost a lot of good gyms. You know, yeah. we, we lost a lot of great places and people don't have that home gym to train at anymore. And I'm um, my my heart, all as always, goes out to them. 
just because you know they're the they're the ones that lose in all this, and they lose, and then the communities lose because they they're losing places of of gathering and places of healing and places to train, and that just I don't I don't know. What do you think about that? Like how how I is mean, it? I you know I again I I I have made it my pledge in life to stay away from politics over the last three months. It's just it's I I hate I don't want to be angry and I don't want people yelling at me. I don't want to be a part of that discourse because it, in my opinion it's just it's unhealthy. I don't give a shit who the president is anymore. It's where I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning. It's today's Tuesday. We're filming on election day, by the way. If anyone notices <laughs> this, so I'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning, regardless who the president is. Like my life is still gonna keep fucking. America going on. could I, be a flaming crater by yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But but the the moral of the story is is like we are all making it much worse than it really needs to be. The reality of it is is life will continue to turn tomorrow morning, no matter what fucking happens. We're not gonna end up in this like, you know. 1984 dystopian society that everyone thinks is going to happen. But um, my belief is this in terms of the COVID, like whatever your political agenda is, whatever your political persuasion is, like these damn politicians need to get their shit together and get these fucking businesses money. Like that's the bottom line. The people are going out of business and people, all this shit is going down because you're saying, hey, we got to lock you down, but you're not figuring out a way to get them money. And that's that's the goal. You get these fucking people money, man. You got it. Figure it out. You got it. You'll spend it on a goddamn. You know, you spend a billion dollars on a on a new uh, a new fighter ship. You know what I mean? Give give, <laughs> give some of that or whatever or aircraft Space carrier, or whatever. <laughs> give some of that money to these small businesses so they can keep their head above water, so they're still there at the end of the uh, the the cataclysm here. I will say that seeing there have been aspects of of the community just coming together. You know, you've, we've also seen a lot of good things come about. You know, people like stories of people coming together to try and you know keep businesses afloat and and help each other out. And so I, I want to say that you know at the at their core, people are you know good. You know, and I be, I believe that. And right. not enough bad stuff has happened to make me give that up. That is true, Kev. I I I, I people do bad things at times uh the reality of it is is the amount of truly evil people that walk the earth is pretty minuscule there are some out there there are some very evil people that do evil things that consciously think on that level but most people are good at heart and they end up doing the right thing when pressed yeah and uh, the, I think that segues very nicely into the, our next topic. <laughs> people, people. This next, no, this next guest, I'm not going to say he's evil. He's definitely done some not great things, though. And that is uh, Mr. Half Gracie is oh, back in the news again. Uh, we got some exclusive info from the camp. The the, the boys over at uh, Gracie Baja. Thank you again. Um, but uh, there we got to get those guys back a, on again too. I forgot. Oh, yeah, that. definitely. I just I yeah. miss looking at Fabio. You know, yeah. he, he makes me feel. Safe. He's a good looking he man. It is. We got. <laughs> we got to stop doing that too. We're just gonna start thinking it's weird. But yes, there has been an, a big update in the uh, trial case for Halfger, the the court case regarding Half Gracie's assault on Flavio Almeida back at the 2018 IBJJF Worlds. Uh, wherein Half and uh, Lincoln, per, uh, I've, um, another black belt named Lincoln, I forget his last name, uh, aggressively assaulted uh, Flavio over a business dispute. It's been a two-year 
long uh, battle in the court since then. Deals have been put on the table. All have been rejected by Half, and uh, his lack of providing a uh, plea in the trial at this last uh, pretrial hearing resulted in the judge setting one final pretrial hearing followed by a jury trial hearing, where in this case we'll go before a jury. And it's it's crazy. It's crazy that it's gotten this far. It's crazy all the twists and turns that this story has taken. What as someone who's been following, you know, guys like Hal for much longer than I have, what's it like to see a guy like this essentially have this big a fall from grace? Um so I would challenge first of all, I would challenge the notion that this is a fall from grace for Hoff. Because what I would say from this, obviously no one wants to do what's he looking at six years, I think it is. Seven. Seven years. No one wants to do seven years. But I will tell you that I don't think that Half is objectified that I don't think that in his mind he believes that what he did is in any way, shape, or form. He's like, yeah, I kicked that guy's ass, and you know what? I'm going to go to jail for it, but that's fine. Like, life was still the cycle of life in the 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 samurai code that he lives was 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 called upon, and this is the result of what he had to do. I think that he's perfectly fine with the consequences, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, I don't know that how I think this, to be honest with you, like I really think this does, I think this only boosts his, his cult like uh, heroic persona, you know, so much, so many in time, so many times in life, you get what Dana White always says is they want, you want them to hate you. You want them to love you. You don't want them to not tell you know your name though. So the, the idea of this negative, the press Right, maybe it holds him in some kind of a place of dubiousness, but it also it, people are going to remember his name now. People know who fucking Ted Bundy is. Not trying to say he's the same as Ted Bundy, but you know, like they, there's I a mean, certain he, bit of the same no appeal. Pulled him off of Flavio, maybe you know, right. he, he might have killed him. I, right. it's it's crazy. And I, but I, th- so do you think he that Half got more of a blow to his his PR from his fallout with Kurt Oziander rather than actually probably, nearly beating the guy probably, to death, knocking the teeth out of his head? Probably. I, th- I wow. think the people I think the people that know and love Half Gracie are, you know, now from what I have heard about Half Gracie, um he is really that guy. Like he, hey, he, of all the Gracies, he's really kind of not just, he's not playing the part of this samurai warrior type thing. Like he really is kind of a, a bad guy and not just like tough guy, like just kind of a, a bad person. Like he does like some manipulative, like uh, almost racketeering type, type notions, you know, not, not racketeering, but, you know, strong arm type tactics. He's known for that. He's just a big, tough motherfucker, uh, manipulating people and, and intimidating people to, to his will. Um, but there are people out there that honor that that will respect that. Like his students are going to be like, "Fuck yeah, how?" F-? <laughs> you know what I mean? Anybody that follows how crazy, you're not. His shit, his attendance is probably going to go up. But while he's in prison, he's probably going to make more money. If he goes to, if this goes before a jury. And he is—it's possible he gets a maximum sentence, which is seven years. Yeah. 
hard time. Do you, do you think that that does anything to the, the sport? Do you think that we have to suddenly engage in a PR battle over jujitsu because of this? Like, not it, necessarily. I mean, why would it? Why would it be any more of a PR battle than than all the other horrible PR battles that we're fighting? You know, we've got we have a an obvious sexual freaking uh, deviance. Uh, issue with instructors it goes way back in time it's kind of stamped on jiu-jitsu's mind i mean there's all kind of horrible things i think this is just something that is a holdout from a bygone era that is continuing to peek its ugly head out in the community in one way yeah, or another like, and, like and the hickson hickson beach brawls were fine when hickson was doing it way back when in brazil right. can't do that in the 2020s in america (laughs) you know and what people tend to forget is that this culture of combat is very much a part of the culture of brazil like not to quote it again but it's amazing book if you haven't read opening closed guard by robert drazo and you train jiu-jitsu and you have any cares to know about the history of jiu-jitsu you should look it up but you can see this culture of machismo fighting even before or even you know in the early days of jiu-jitsu these guys which that's just what you did you caught on there was there was, there was a a romance to it a romantic kind of philosophy to it and you know half is from that culture even more so he's from the jiu-jitsu culture from the gracie families that did that specifically to promote their gym they started fights they set up matches come in here we'll kick your ass I want you to come train jiu-jitsu to keep people coming into the jiu-jitsu school to keep it as a viable form of martial arts. So when you look at it in that term, in that way, in that manner, you know, Halva is just doing what jiu-jitsu guys have been doing forever. But we're not living in that world anymore. We just can't live in that world anymore. This can't be part of what we're doing anymore. Not in America. With how how much of a – like a (laughs) – pardon the pun, but with how much of a tight grip – um the gracies have on that public image you know like look at what happened with halleck you know that once he became unviable from a pr standpoint he got dropped by everybody yeah. you know like it, it's, yeah but it, halleck, halleck is a halleck is halleck. a half. Wait, did i halleck. say halleck yeah halleck. i said halleck i thought halleck. it half halleck Halleck Gracie, metamorphosis. Halleck, whatever the hell their names are. Hinner. I still I still <laughs> thought Hinner and what's the other one? Hinner and the, the two brothers. I always Horian. thought there was two. Hinner, Hinner and Horian were the same person. But we'll get to that later. I just figured that out about a year ago. We, we talked about that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but so do you Half think is, that Half, Half is a brand to his own, in my opinion, that, to answer yeah. your question. I think Half is his own brand in San Francisco. I don't think he needs to worry about if the Gracie's shun him, if the Gracie's do anything, I don't think he gives a shit. And I don't really think that his brand suffers, to tell you the truth. I think, I think if anything, people are like, dope. Alf Gracie's a motherfucker. Alf Daisy's a thug-ass motherfucker. I don't think it was the right thing to do, but you know what? He did what the hell he did. Like, I don't think he suffers at all, my opinion. Yeah, it's, it is it is very peculiar just because – he is such a big name. He's such a big part of that early vanguard of the sport. He was a name and he still is a name that you think of and you think that's a tough guy. He's just a, he's going to give you problems and well, he's not gonna, just, he's going to take you down and beat the shit out of you. Not just a tough guy, Kev, but literally the, 
toughest guy. Like when you talk about tough Gracie's angry, mean, we fight Gracie's half. Gracie is the one that the Gracie's talk about when it's, Oh, you don't fucking half. You know, you know, he, you know, he's just that guy. He's the apex predator of that mindset. Half Gracie is the one that it's like, you talk, remember when, when, uh, when we had Kurt on, he was talking about his first MMA fight and half was like, you fight him. Like he was like, your game, your game plan is you were pretend that guy has your family in a closet. And if you don't kill him, he's going to kill your family. That's how you fight. You know, this is this is coming from the mind of how Gracie, not in a rah-rah, get him wild up way, but in like a straight to your heart. He really means this. Shit. I'm go gonna kill, kill your family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna kill your family. <laughs> go kill this guy. I you know, he's obviously very effective as an instructor, maybe a little harsher than my I would like, but he's got solid jujitsu. He's got incredible jujitsu, solid ability to instruct. It's it sounds like he's just a, a terrible guy. And that's that's always a shame when when incredible talent and and skill is is given to a bad person. Yeah, and that's that's what we're seeing right now. I won't I I I won't go that far. I won't say he's a terrible person, but what he I beat will... the shit out of a guy. Yeah, for but I... may, like maybe opening a gym a little yeah. close to another gym, or I don't. It doesn't even matter. I would, like, I would like to get more of the story from the other side, just to kind of get of a more a more open. Now, obviously, I'm not saying it's right, and obviously, there were probably some intimidation factors and 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 you know strong arming. I, obviously, there were. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is, is I don't think that he is this sociopathic, crazy person that just went out there and beat the hell out of Claudio just because. I truly believe that his code of ethics felt that it was compromised to the point that he needed to do this. And this, in his mind, this was the honorable thing, correct th- thing to do. And that's that's just my opinion of it. Was it right? Hell no. No, I actually, and I think that this this is a good time to bring up like the the environment that he grew up in, right? Which is in Brazil, his family is known as the toughest family in the universe, in the solar system, like in the solar system, and then the greater universe. They're just gonna beat the shit out of everybody. They're gonna talk shit while doing it. They've got massive targets on their back all the time. There's stories of his like his family members going over there and beating those guys up. You know, big the big tentpole members of his family just getting into massive, violent fights with people, and it's okay. It's fu- it's expected, you know. And it's part it's part of the culture. It's yeah, it's what, the it's, culture. It's, it's what, what they do. And so I don't think he's a. I'm not going to say he's a psychopath or any kind of villain. I think he grew up in a in a culture where terrible things were okay. Yeah, he, and that's, he may that be close problem. to it. They may be close to a psychopath from what from what I hear of other people. I but again, I don't I don't when I say psychopath, I still believe that he feels like there was some code of honor that he was trying to protect. And maybe not, maybe he is a fucking psychopath. And I but mean, in, like you you also get that this is like he's not seen as a full like his family isn't exactly like all the graces aren't jumping graces aren't jumping into his defense. But Henzo is. Henzo was yeah. at his, his first court hearing. He like yeah. helped bring him in. He's not the, a total villain in the eyes of a lot of important people in jiu-jitsu, which is, it means that that 
warrior mentality from Rio way back when is still very much alive in a lot of the big names in the sport today, which I think is is crazy. I would I would go on further to say that there are probably people in the jiu-jitsu world that believe that Claudio is wrong for pressing charges. And, and this should be something that is just part of what happens. We're warriors. This is what we do. Life goes on. Now, I do not agree with that. I believe if you commit a crime, you you go to jail. That's all there is to it. Like if you commit assault in this country, we're not living in whatever fucking favela, you know, shit like that goes down in whatever community that shit goes down that in Brazil. Like you live in America now. You don't just go assault someone because they're opening a gym down the street because they wronged your name. Whatever. You figure it out. You act like men and, 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 and fix it in the right way. But and if you do do that, guess what? Now you go to jail for it because that's just the way it goes. You know, that's life. Yeah. And I, I do wish that it's, it's this whole thing is a is a bummer. You know, yeah. you, there's no good ending to this like, other than, you know, him maybe taking some of the deals that have been put on the table, which is, you know, vastly reduced jail time, some sort of financial compensation and, you know, therapy, which you know, I think we could both agree he, he probably needs at least a little bit, you know. <laughs> right. Cool, man. So, what, what, when, did, when are we looking for the finalized verdict on this? Are there going to be any kind of uh, any 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 versions of this that, that come to fruition? That if he's going to go to jail, I mean, it seems to me, honestly, if you look in, I don't know what kind of backing he has. I don't know what kind of what kind of people are going to come to his aid. But gee, the dude fled the country. <laughs> you know, like he yeah. tried. Like he definitely was. He was. He, he, he the, fled the fully lead. to Brazil, and he yeah. was like, "I gotta go see my dad." <laughs> right. the, the the events leading up to this court date, plus the fact he's probably got some priors, a bunch of other things are in in this cycle here. Like well, it doesn't seem like it's leading towards a lenient uh, judge to look at this in a well. It's just yeah. some guys doing what they do. Well, right? essentially, the the strategy, according to Dave Weber. Uh, one of the higher ups at Gracie Baja, North America, the strategy from his camp, his legal team has been basically delay, 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 and right. hope like hope that we, if we drag this out long enough, yeah, just become enough interest. of a financial strain and like right. yeah, people will lose interest and we can just go home. Uh, or I, again, not a lawyer and I'm, I'm paraphrasing highly. You can read the full article with much more details uh, linked down below, but that's the strategy they've been employing and it hasn't worked. Uh, the judge has officially set one more pretrial date, which will be December 8th. So that's his essentially, from what I understand, his last chance to say, I'm like, like plead guilty, maybe like see what deals are on the table or, or other, whatever's happening behind closed doors because we're not privy to all the details. But I do know that this thing, assuming they don't fix anything by December, this will go before a jury on February 16th. That's the current date for the beginning of a jury hearing. Well, so you know, that is like the, the game over after December. I don't I, want to I truly see anyone believe go to jail. The, I, yeah. I mean, but well, maybe, he's going to go to jail. Maybe he's he gonna, deserves, maybe he deserves what he gets. You know, it's unfortunate. Maybe that's part of what happens. You know, maybe he, you did, you did this you did this, uh, half. And, you know, if you want to be that guy, you want to act that way, you want to do the things that you think you should do, you have to own up to the fact that this is what I did. I'm going to do my time. I'm going to stand tall. You know, whatever. How tall is he? <laughs> I don't know. Tall. I don't think he's that tall. I think he's under six foot. I, think. I don't think he's that tall, but I don't know. That's good. So Google that. I'm just curious. I'll, 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 do, I'll Google that right now before we. <laughs> <laughs> is he like five? He's five nine. <laughs> All right. 
All right, that's cool. That's that's not that bad. That's not that short. That's. I mean, yeah, I'm five eight, and I'd I would cut off one of my pinky toes for like a, a little bit. <laughs> if you get me to six feet, I'll give you like a full leg. Yeah, that's... <laughs> just, just extend it out. Does the, the other leg that... help me get to six feet? Yeah, I can they do did it. that to Lionel Messi. Did you ever hear about that, Messi? Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi when it like they made him taller. Yeah, when he was a kid, they because they knew he was going to be a soccer phenom, but he was short. So they actually did a surgical procedure that extended his legs and made him taller. This is very true, and it's very creepy. Yeah, maybe just look and see if look that up real quick and see if that's bullshit. Because I've heard Jamie that. look that up. Jamie. Lionel Messi is listed. Uh, did my Lionel Messi? Why did Lionel Messi need treatments to improve his height? What the? This is real. Yeah. Holy no, crap! Yeah, you can't make that up, man. That is, that is insane. I, wow. I um. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't okay. No, real quick, it wasn't surgery. It was he he had he had, he had a growth hormone deficiency, and he received hormones that like help him get to a more natural height. Blah, so blah, like blah. it wasn't surgery. I don't want to be. I, hey, look, I got to check you. We don't want to be. No, you're anymore. right though. I did that, the story. It's true. It's good that we looked that up because the story that I heard was he did have an act like the, you know they cut his damn legs and like extended his legs out like they did in uh, Gattaca to uh, <laughs> Ethan. Oh Hawk. my god, I love that. that. That's one oh, of my favorite movies. Such a good movie. I love that. What movie. is it, Ethan Hawk? Yeah, Ethan Hawk Jude Law. Oh my god, what the hell are we talking about? Welcome back to the Gattaca podcast. <laughs> you want to talk about Gattaca? That's you it. Wanna, you want to talk about uh Bryce Mitchell? Thug I Nat? think we uh <laughs> about the masks. Yeah, well Thug Nat. Well, yeah, the mask is pretty funny. The the fight. Yeah. Did you see the fight? Did you watch this fight? He got a little I bit did, tired. I did, but we um I think we real quick so we can yeah. get back on to jujitsu specific news. I yeah. think we'd be remiss if we did not yeah. talk about newest additions yeah. to the black belt uh, right. wing of the Dan Hurd Death Squad. Uh, Nikki Ryan, younger brother of ADCC champ Gordon Ryan, as well as Canadian phenom Ethan Crellenston, have earned their black belts under John Donaher, and they've they've got they've got their knives out. I mean, what's that creepy picture of fucking? I guess they all have knives. It's just such a creepy picture of little Nicky with that knife in his hand. He just looks like a little freaking psychopath. <laughs> right? It's I like mean... that like Gary doesn't look too bad. And Ethan looks okay. Ethan looks huge though. Look how big that Ethan was a little skinny kid. He's wow. Monstrous yeah, he's... now. Look how big he is. I'll have what he's having. I know exactly. Whatever. Yeah, he, he the Gordon, like the Gordon, the Gordon Ryan uh, <laughs> vitamin pack. <laughs> if you know, if he just released his stack, he would get like millions of views. Just God, like that doesn't, even, <laughs> that doesn't even look like Ethan Crowlison. He's so big. Ethan Crowlison was a little skinny shit. All like right, I would just like to say pause. Allegedly, not Allegedly. confirmed. Just no, like, I'm no, I and no, I'm not. I'm not trying. I was making a no, joke. No, but I'm for me. <laughs> I was making a joke about the vitamin cocktail. He um, was really skinny, though. Wasn't he was he? real skinny. Yeah, he just these guys. They 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 train and they lift, and you know, if you put in the work, you can't pack on that muscle mass. Blah 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 blah. But yeah. congratulations to them to get their black belts well well overdue and getting your black belt from John Danaher. I don't think there's a better place to get your black belt. Maybe Andre Gabal, Marcelo Garcia. But, I mean, Keenan, like, I don't think Keenan's given out any black belts yet, right? 
No, not, not a Ronald like Jones. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know who who he would have training under him that would be close to getting a black belt. I mean, but it's really it's really interesting because I looked it up, and Nicky Ryan is either nineteen still, or he just turned twenty, which is before incredible. Right. Like at, this, at right now, he's either nineteen or twenty. I could not find a definitive look on his age. I'm pretty sure he's nineteen. And looking at all the stuff he's done. Uh, man, when he gets in, like when he really grows into his physical prime, he is gonna—he's gonna be a problem for a lot of people. Well, I mean, he's a problem for a lot of people now. <laughs> but you're right when he get, when he gets to the point to where he's his physicality matches up to his uh, to his his his, his true potential and his technique. He's oh, he, Gordon always says he's gonna be better than everybody, but you know we'll see about that. I don't think he's as big. As Gordon is, he's still a kid, but Gordon's just a bigger, more imposing person, naturally taller. I think he's got about three, four inches on him. Well, yeah, Gordon's not altogether not not super older than Nicky. He's only a year older than I am. I'm he's twenty five, I think. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six. God, twenty five. Jeez. Yeah. But you know, Ethan is on top of the world. He's amazing. Nicky's amazing. Gordon talked about how great they are, how deserving the black butts are. You know, and- do you think? Do you think Crowlinson? I, I don't know. I it sounds weird, but I, th- I think people still sleep on him. Like, like, well, he I mean, like he's done some impressive stuff, but he never. I never see him getting like as much of the hype as I think he's warranted in the DDS. He had that great match with um with Wagner. I mean, him and yeah. Wagner had a couple good scraps. Ethan's been around for a while. He came up with John Callenstein. They were the two. Like, and he's been training with Danaher for fuck, man. I bet five years now six years probably more than that they've been out there training in, in the blue basement with those guys Crellison may even be a lifelong Hinzo guy he may even be he may have trained at Hinzo's from day one um uh, well he actually no he came to, I think he came to TriStar he was at TriStar and then uh, he went to the blue which basement. is you know an extension yeah. of those guys anyway but um you know Whatever, man. I I, we, the, I think the big discussion on this and the big debate on this is: Do these guys deserve their black belts? What's the debate here and there? Did they put their time in? Is this worthy of that? You know, if you remember, they they kind of moved Gordon Ryan up to black belt a little bit quick too. I mean, he got his black belt in four years, I think it was, or five years, I think it was. And everyone gave him shit. Oh, does he deserve his black belt? He's not really a black belt yet. It's like, well, he's murdering everybody, and he wants to compete in the compete in the black belt division. So Gary was like, "Hey, just give him his fucking black belt. What the hell's the difference?" Um, I don't think Gary's there's any fa- debate in that. These guys yeah, all Gary's, deserve their black belt. Gary's famously been actually like anti belt for a while. Not like anti belt, but anti what they mean. Like just because he's pointed out, I've seen blue belts that have a better understanding of grappling mechanics than a lot of purple and brown belts and even some black belts. And so he's like, it, it, it should be more merit based. It should be more performance based than just time served, which I think yeah. is, a, is a good argument to have. And I'm not going to argue with Gary Conan just because what the fuck am I? No, and neither am I, you know, it's in, it's not my debate to have. I just believe that in my idea of what jujitsu means, I think it's more than just becoming good at jujitsu. It's about, conquering things and going through the process the belt ranks represent your struggle through an extended period of time to attain something is far and difficult to attain and and as jiu-jitsu and you go through so many different 
barriers and some of your things, but some people are just freaks. Some people don't need to do that. Some people just figure shit out. They don't need to have these peaks and valleys and up and downs. So who knows, man? I don't, I don't hell, hell if I know, man, I wouldn't, I would definitely not. I have a blue boat I train with right now. This guy named Reed. That's ridiculous, ridiculous. Like he trains with me and Dan Martinez and he's just like ridiculous to say that he's not, if I roll with him and I didn't know who he was and someone told me he was a black boat, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. He's that good. Like not just wow. not just an athletic specimen that really has an advanced understanding of jujitsu. And I wouldn't say that shit about anybody if I didn't mean it. Like he is that good, but he just got his blue belt like a year ago. So what do you say? Do you say he's a black belt? Not really. He's still got to go through the belt systems. And that's just my opinion on it. You know, you make him wait it out. But who knows? In this modern world of competitiveness and, and competitors going out there to 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 want to make the big money, fuck it, give the guys black belt. Who gives a shit? They're, they're not in it for the same reason that, I don't know, some weekend warrior guy is that's trying to make his life better. Yeah, and I think you've, you've said that those are your biggest, like, feathers in your cap. Like, the, 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 when you take the weekend warrior guys that yeah. are just trying to, you know, get in shape and you really keep them. Different, different, uh, different, different strategy, different benefits, different things that I enjoy more about, uh, about jujitsu is just, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy working with competitors and helping them get to the next level, but I enjoy even more different satisfaction and probably even more lately taking guys that are just dudes that want to learn the art that I love and watching them change and grow as a person through that process. And in that particular mention, in that particular meme mode modality, the belt promotions are important. The time served is important. I think that's a, I think that's a really good take on it, and uh, I think you know with the it's been a bit of a slower week. I think that's a good pl- a good place to call this one. Uh, you got any any events coming up down south? You want to shout out? Oh man, you know I'm. It's funny I'm refing a uh, a combat jujitsu event this weekend. Oh no way! Yeah, at a, at a little local MMA fight promotion a bunch of the guys in the gym are fighting on god i don't even want to fucking do it i'm so creeped out about going in this fucking super fucking contagion like but whatever super spreader whatever you want to call it but i'll go do i'm gonna go do it this saturday i'm, I'm reffing two combat jiu-jitsu matches and one regular match on uh what's it called i forget what the hell it's called i'd probably pop it out there but i don't know what the hell it's called rivalry some shit i don't know MMA champions rivalry, whatever. Enter, enter, like roll, roll some of the words in a cup. Maverick MMA, <laughs> yeah, right. exactly, exactly. It's like Which it's like when they name a, <laughs> when they name a new gastro pub or something like that. Like the 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 they put chicken, a bunch of barnyard animals, like some random word, and just roll them out there, like the chicken strap anvil. <laughs> you know, you know those little hipster bars. <laughs> it's the same thing they do when they name MMA promotions. They just put the words in there, roll them out. Oh, here we go. We've got champions, rival MMA. Welcome back to Glass Cow. Uh, yeah. table for five. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Other than that, dude, I'm good. Uh, any, uh, any, 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 uh, any fighters you know? Any fighters you work with? Got anything coming up? Or you, mm. everyone's quiet. I mean, Dan has got that match coming up with Kyle. Bowman. Oh yeah, but that's not till December. Bam, yeah, not till mid-December down in Cancun. So I've been training with him, getting ready for that. Um, I mean, nothing really. I mean, I'm I'm supposed to compete on this Sapaturo up in 
uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, man, really? I could, yeah, I couldn't find a flight, and the flights are so expensive. It's like a 10-hour drive, so I don't know. I want to tell fucking Josh, hey, buddy, I appreciate it, but I ain't driving. I ain't spending – I ain't dedicating 20 hours on the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool. That's a uh, lot. That's a long time, man. All right. Well, then let's, let's bring this one to a close. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening and or watching. This has been another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. Thanks again to my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher, and I have been your host, Mr. Kevin Bradley. And join us next time as we maybe bring back a special guest. Maybe maybe he's from Europe. Maybe he's fancy. Maybe he's got really long hair and he's got some big some big matches coming up. Who knows? You never but know. Until then, you never know. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy. Um, please be safe. You know, we don't know what the what the landscape's going to look like for the next few days. But uh, hold your loved ones tight, and we'll get through this. Good night, everybody. <laughs>